0: Welcome to Brothers on the Board, the podcast where we become better teachers together. Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of Brothers on the Board, the podcast where we help teachers find peace and fulfillment in their careers. My name is John, this is my brother Wes, and today we are talking about I would say something that is on teachers minds at least a little bit since, since late last year. And that is artificial intelligence, chat, GPT. So Wes, I got to ask you, are we getting, are we getting replaced? Um,
1: I I think, I don't think that that we are necessarily getting replaced. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, there's definitely some concern. I feel like, uh, from colleagues I've talked to and a lot of people that like, you know, it's changing. And, uh, I think AI does, is changing a lot of industries, uh, as far as replacing teachers, you know, you're not going to get the human aspect of it. So I definitely don't think we're getting replaced, but I definitely think we're making some changes. I ain't going to lie. I think I'm
0: the only guy rooting for it. I'm, I'm rooting for the robots at this point because I want to see, a robot argue with a twelve year old. Like I I'm I'm ready for that. I'm ready to see a robot argue with a twelve year old that they've been to the bathroom six times in the last hour and that they can't go again. It's right? like, it's it's not I, in the programming. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to see it issue a consequence just by way of like ticket. It's like calculating, calculating. Went to bathroom forty five minutes ago, no. Like a little ticket comes out. It's just like an after-school or something. <laughs> like I'm ready for this, but no. Jokes aside, I think that uh, like what you were saying is pretty spot-on in terms of uh, obviously the, the human element element of of teaching. Um, obviously, the biggest concern um, people I think some people may have is like, will it go fully remote? You know, we saw that with the pandemic and uh, a lot of a lot of schools going fully remote, and you know, I think there was people at the time asking like. You know, why couldn't a robot just do this? You know, why couldn't a robot just, you know, talk about curriculum or whatever it is, hmm. right? Uh, I think that that's definitely something that uh, that that is, is a concern, or at least it's on people's people's minds. But more realistically, the conversation today is dealing with how can we embrace artificial intelligence in the classroom? Because let's face it, it's not going anywhere. Right. Like it's it's not just going to disappear. This is an industry that is just now beginning to take off. And we know how technology expands. You know, it's exponential and it's, it's going to keep going in that direction. So it's it's something that as educators, we can we can kind of fight it, you know, and, and try to just pretend it doesn't exist. Or we can try to find ways to embrace it and use it, uh, use it for good in the classroom.
1: Absolutely. I agree. And I'm on I'm on board with that too, where I've even already started using it a little bit in the classroom, uh, you know, played around with it a little bit. And um, I definitely think there's some things that it can provide uh, quality of life things for teachers that is going to make planning and carrying out your day-to-day stuff just so much better. Um, so I definitely think that there's a good potential for it in the classroom. It's just, you know, a matter of learning about it and figuring it out just like any other piece of technology or any other, you know,
0: curriculum or uh program that we use. And we know that there's, there's cons associated with it, right? Like we know that, that students are going to use it to try to write their papers for them. We know that they're going to try to turn in assignments like that. Um, I've already caught a couple this year who's tried to just copy and paste things from chat GPT and you know, this kid, I pull him out in the hallway and I'm like, Hey man, like you, you use chat GPT for this. Cause it was written way too good. Like better than anything I had written all year or, or had read all year. And he's like, no, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't write that. Like, well, okay. And then there was a bunch of big words used in this, in this document. And I looked at him and I said, I pointed at one of the words, I said, what's this word mean? And he's like, i don't know and i'm like you, you used it didn't? and he's like yeah I did. yeah yeah exactly like, but i tried to explain to him and, and this is something that i'm going to talk about in a minute but like dude i i can handle being wrong i don't care if you're wrong if you try you give me your all and you're wrong i can fix wrong now, that's what i do that's what we're here for but if you just have it right your stuff for you now you're not you're not gaining anything from the productive struggle of trying to learn right of trying to to be successful so there are definitely ways that i think that we can teach students how to use uh these tools appropriately
1: yeah i completely agree i mean i feel like it's no different than copying and pasting i mean i guess it's a little bit more difficult to detect but, you know, it's no no different to me than just copying and pasting from a d- bunch of different sources. So.
0: Yeah. And we've seen that forever, right? Like, and and I, I, this is not a whole lot different than like when cell phones really first coming, started coming around and then it's like, oh no, they can Google all their answers, right? Like we've kind of got over that at this point. We're just like, Google's a thing, you know, we need to find ways to use it to research and, and to do these things. Um, but it's, you know, it's no different. It's, now it's on a whole new level, right? It's, it's like, you're not just looking at multiple choice answers now, like you're having entire essays generated for you, but um, there's definitely ways that we can, I think we can use uh, artificial intelligence in the classroom and, and do it in a way that, that makes sense and, and is beneficial to everyone. So we have asked Wes and I, we have asked each other to come up with a couple of ways that we can use ChatGPT or um, some mindsets that we can have about it one way or the other um, to try to hopefully help each other in the classroom or to, to help our students in the classroom. So as always, Wes, I'm, I'm gonna let you go first and you're gonna hit me with that first one. What is one way that you can use chat GPT or artificial intelligence in your subject area or just any subject area to be beneficial? So one way uh,
1: that I use it, actually, this isn't in a subject area necessarily, um, but I use it a lot to write emails for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Okay. It, uh, you know, especially if you're like sick and you, you know, that last minute you call in sick and you have to get sub plans together. It is very good at quickly writing a very well-written email when you're not feeling great. And I've had coworkers before be like, that wasn't you, was it? And I'm like, no, that wasn't my email.
0: Just to make sure we're clear, these are emails that you're sending to your colleagues about sub plans, correct? This is not like, write me an email. <laughs> to, to, to the principal telling them how sick I
1: am. No, no. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it is, it is too, it is the plan for my classroom for that day. Um, so, you know, I have planned out what we're going to do that day, the activities and everything like that. Uh, it's just, it condenses it super quickly into an email so that, you know, I'm not having to rephrase and and, and gather all those thoughts when I'm not feeling great. And I've I've done this two or three times now. Um, and it works out really well. And you can like, obviously for those of you that have used chat GPT before, like you can have it reword stuff and rephrase stuff. So I'll be like, you know, add a 10 minute timer to that part of the assignment or whatever, and it'll do it. So, um, it's, it's just good at communicating emails and I'll also do it for emails. Like if I'm wanting to write a professionally worded email to, uh, like parents, Right. Um, uh, talking about, you know, field trips coming up or any kind of information I want to send out. uh, It'll do that too. And of course I can edit it and change it however I need to and make it my own. But that is one way that I have found that has saved me a lot of time because I'm pretty big on parent communication. So, um, you know, I'm always reaching out to parents and sending emails, weekly updates, things like that. So,
0: and this is something that really, chat GPT, it's really where it shines, right? Is It's a time saver in that it it helps people like teachers who have, you know, we wear a lot of hats and it, it helps, you know, take a couple of those hats away just a little bit. Um, So yeah, that's a good one. I think anytime that you're able to automate any kind of part of your job um, is a good thing. I will say that some people probably disagree with that idea of, of jobs being automated, <coughs> obviously, but uh, definitely with with us and in our career, we definitely want to try to make things as easy as possible. So. For me, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead, I guess, and give my, my first one here. I think it's important that. When it comes to chat, GPT or artificial intelligence, I think it's important this that we under that students understand that it's OK to fail. Now, so let, let me explain why I think that so. When I had this student that I mentioned before, you know, when he, he did this and he's not the only one, there's been multiple kids that's done it, but I asked him like, okay, why'd you, why'd you do this for me? like, why did not you just write this yourself? Like, what is it? And he said, well, I was just, wasn't entirely sure what I needed to do. And I was just afraid of doing poorly. Right. So students need to understand they need to be comfortable. And I hate to say comfortable with failing, but they need to understand that that's how you learn. Right. You mess up, you make mistakes, and that's OK, right? Because at the end of the day, why is a student going to use something like chat GPT to write their essay for them or do their homework for them or something like that? They're going to do it because of a couple of reasons. Maybe they are they have a fear of failure, right? Maybe the, the content is just they see it as being too difficult. And maybe it's just a case of apathy, which, you know, we you're going to have that. But I think trying to find ways to solve those underlying causes as to why they would do it in the first place goes a long way into helping them learn how to use the software to use it responsibly in a way that is beneficial to them more so than just a a get out of jail free card on on work. So what do, you, what do you think about that?
1: So, so I actually had this thought a moment ago when you when you first mm-hmm. told the story about the student, and I was I was holding off on it, but I was I was going to ask you this: How do you feel about the student using it as an example? I
0: think. Okay, so as an example essay for the same prompt, like is he is he going to turn in the same? assignment or
1: no like uh how, like how to like write me an essay using a different prompt right but but seeing how it's structured things like
0: that oh no, no no i think that's perfectly fine right so here here's the thing using it as a way of educating yourself is completely different than saying write me an essay on whatever prompt i asked for and they don't even read it they copy, they paste, they hit submit. Yeah. Right? Write me an essay on thing. Benjamin Franklin
1: and they know nothing about Benjamin Franklin.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> they, they just use it like they just copy and paste. Yeah. Right? They don't it's not being used as a way of of learning anything, right? Um, but if let's say that you wrote your essay, even if it wasn't good, right, and you used it as a way of submitting it to Chat GPT and saying, what can I do to improve on? And it gives you suggestions, like, I'm for I'm all for that. Right. If it's, if it's giving you, um, suggestions or things for you to consider so that, I mean, cause ultimately at the end of the day, that's what we want them to do. Right. We want them to consider what they're doing wrong and find ways to fix it or find ways to improve. That's, that's the whole goal. Right. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where, where I'm at with that. It's just a matter of, it's, I know that some people will say, well, I mean, if they're cheating, I you know, they're at least they're learning, right. They copy an answer, you know, they got the answer. It's not a you know a good way but in this situation it's not even getting the answer they're not they're they're literally right clicking copy and then pasting. and they're not even reading it right they don't gain anything from it so that's kind of where i'm at where i'm at with that but i think that teaching them that it's okay to be wrong is a step in the right direction and, and getting them to you know try it for themselves before um before turning to to technology uh, to to have it just answer it for them.
1: Mhm. Yeah, yeah, I agree and I do I do feel like um uh, you know at least in in my district and and from my experiences um I feel like building up student stamina has been a big focal point and and still a very big challenge, right? They mm-hmm. I think coming off of the pandemic uh obviously and the use of technology in the classroom has kind of gotten to where that they give up pretty quick like and they look yeah. for those easy outs right
0: you know it's it's funny because amelia my wife for people listening that don't know who amelia is but amelia and I were talking the other day and she says now she's big tiktok always watching tiktok and she says that she can she can notice a difference in her own attention span after having viewed TikTok for the last couple of years when she's watching Netflix or Netflix or something else. She, she has a hard time paying attention to longer form media than because she's so used to seeing these tiny little snippets, right? So you have things like that. Plus you have the pandemic um, plus you have this constant need to be entertained. And I think that you and I fall into that category as well. Like growing up in a, a digital age where you're not, you're never okay with just being bored, right? Um, and you're right. Student test, well, I hate to say testing stamina, but that's kind of the same thing. It's, that's where we're at is stamina for students is it's hard, right? They, 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 they really struggle to maintain focus and, and have, and work on something for an extended period of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely, I completely agree. So I definitely think using, uh, Chad GPT in a way that, that is more, like you said, productive, uh, and more, um, beneficial to their education rather than using it as a crutch is definitely the key, uh, to using it in the classroom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now where are we at? Do, do, have you done your second one? No, I'm on my second okay. one now. Yeah. you on your second one now. Hit okay. me with it.
1: Yeah. We uh, lost track of time there. Got, got off a little bit. Um,
0: well you elaborated on mine. I wasn't sure if that was, if that was
1: <laughs> no, I was no. like,
0: did we just perfectly go into it? Okay. Go <laughs> ahead.
1: So my second one, um, is to use it to create, uh, like fun activities. Um, you know, obviously, you are, I'm not using it as a, again, an out, uh, kind of like how students would yeah. use it, um, but definitely, like, things that I would normally not create on my own, like escape rooms, which are kind of big, elaborate things, it will do that very, very effectively, uh, obviously, with a little bit of input from you and a little bit of changing it. You're Like, you're the professional, right? You're still using your, um, the thing, the skill set you have, uh, and providing and adding to that activity. It's not making the activity for you, but it's helping you get the skeleton of it, right. And get some of the pieces that you may not, um, want to take the time. Again, mine's a big time saver thing. So, um, fun activities like that. I've had it make an escape room before for me. I've never actually used it in the classroom because I don't think, uh, I haven't gotten that far with it yet but i've I've definitely played around with it a little bit and it will do it
0: (laughs) so you know now that you now that you mentioned this like having it develop curriculum for you to some degree or at least give you a skeleton or an outline for what you want do you think that our friends over at teachers pay teachers some of some of the content creators there do you think that they've taken a hit financially in the last year or two from chat the, the emergence of chat gpt i
1: would i would say probably I don't guess. see
0: how they couldn't have, right? Because it is, it's pretty robust in what it's able to do. Right. Absolutely. It's not artsy. It's not artsy. Right. So that, that may be part of like what a lot of people, especially like, you know, elementary people want to go to like teachers, pay teachers, like for the little, like artsy type of assignments. Um, so maybe like, maybe that keeps people kind of over there, but I, I do feel like it, like it, it has to have, It has to be reaching into the pockets of some people over there. I would
1: would say so. I mean, I know that um, we, who was it? Is it Quizlet or one of those programs has just recently came out with an AI pro membership uh, where it will take like test bank questions and change them.
0: Yeah. It's, it's adapt or die, right? A lot of these, these uh, companies that um, have curriculum, creation software or services like they it's like, we have to find a way to implement this and use it ourselves or else we're going to get, we're going to get right. So replaced or just out, um, put out of business or whatever. I mean, that's really what it is, right? You have to find a way to to make it work for you for sure. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that having, um, chat GPT create, um, skeletons for assignments or at least, get an idea of what you want to do or just idea generation in general it's really good for those kinds of things so yeah absolutely now now that you mentioned escape room now i'm sitting here in my head thinking like while you were talking about it man i could i could do that do like a murder mystery type thing like providing evidence using evidence finding reasoning all that kind of stuff hmm now the the wheels are turning anyways um my second one and, and the last one that we are going to do um for all of my for all of actually not just English teachers, all teachers in general, there are a lot of teachers I have seen at at least at my building, and I'm sure that this is the case in a lot of places where you have subject areas like social studies, um, science, math, you, you, other subjects outside of English, and those teachers are being asked to 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 assign more writing and to assess more writing and for a lot of those teachers they're not crazy comfortable grading assigning grading or assessing writing so i think ChatGPT gpt is a good opportunity to kind of i don't want to say rely on it but it can help you assess graded work right so one thing that you can do like let's say your your building uses a common rubric right you can upload that rubric to ChatGPT and then you can just copy paste the essay in and then have it grade it for you. And it can do it. Now, I will say this at this point based on what I've seen, I personally wouldn't use it to assign a grade for for my students just because I have put in the same essay multiple times before and I've seen it spit out multiple different scores. Mm. I don't know how incredibly consistent it is with a numerical value, but it does provide some relatively good feedback for students to consider. Right? So if, if you, if this was something that you're like, well, you're getting a score for just doing your best, but then at the same time, I'm giving you constructive criticism or feedback on what you can do better. I think this is something that's actually pretty good. Or if you're wanting to just grade it and give it a point value yourself, but then at least have the students or have the students do it themselves. You know, have the students uh, copy and paste the rubric in and then copy and paste their own essay in and see what it tells them. I think that there's a lot of opportunity here. There's a big opportunity for teachers to kind of use it as if it's a teacher's aid, as if it's something someone else in the classroom that can kind of help give feedback Um, because let's face it. When you have 30 kids in a room and you're doing an assignment every, you know, over the course of all day, you'll have like a hundred kids, you know, you have a hundred kids. You're trying to give feedback to those a hundred kids every single day. It takes a lot of time and it's very difficult. And unfortunately sometimes assignments slip through the cracks. You're not able to provide the feedback that you want to provide. So I think that this is a good opportunity uh, for that. Thoughts. Um. So
1: I, I mean, I completely, I completely agree with, with that, uh, with your, um, your feedback on, on, on my, uh, we're on mine still. Right. I I've lost track of, or did you give me your oh, number two?
0: No, no, no. I gave you my number two. I said, we're using it as like teacher's aid for feedback. Yes. Yeah,
1: teachers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, you just transitioned right in there. Um, yeah.
0: Just swung right in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. Uh, using it like, I, like we've said the whole video and I feel like I'm repeating myself. It's kind of a little redundant at this point, but you're just using it to help you, um, and make your life easier, right? Uh, And maybe remove just a few of those hats that you're wearing all the time. And it's not completely taken away from what you do, right? It's not taking away anything from the profession. You're still the professional. You're still providing it the input it needs to make the things it's making. I don't think you're going anywhere, right? I just think that it is a tool that we can use you know, to now plan even better, more rigorous lessons um, quicker. So, I, th- I I believe I'm pro as well. So, and you know, I think that might be unpopular opinion still, but
0: I'm sure that there's there's plenty of people who will disagree. And by all means, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on a podcast that has the ability to comment, please, please comment. Talk to us about this. We would love love to hear what you have to say and and we will respond trust me we're, we're we're excited to have these conversations with other with other educators but just to kind of add on to one last thing that you said there that i think is important is you're not taking anything away from yourself professionally by using this right this is not a a way or a reason that you should feel bad about yourself for using technology because i mean this is this is reality right? This is the way of the future. This is the direction it's going. Like, how can we use this as a, as a tool that we can hopefully make things better for our students? You know, that's kind of the the ultimate goal. So I think that this is an interesting topic that we will definitely probably uh, continue in the future. But we have reached our limit now, so I am going to ask everyone, please, if you're watching this, if you're listening, like I said a minute ago, we would love to hear what you have to say. Please consider commenting. Please like on whatever platform you're listening on. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that big, beautiful red subscribe button that I hear people talk about all the time, and we will see you guys next time on episode three of Brothers on the Board.